Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Got a good episode today. We're going to talk with a guy who's been, he's, you know, he, he says it's just an average Joe, average everyday journey into land investing, but I think he's got a very unique story and I'm excited about introducing him to you all. His name is PJ Riley and we're going to be talking about my favorite subject lately, land investing. Why do I like land investing so much? Well, for starters, my two teenage sons about three or four years ago started dabbling in it very, very part-time. I started helping them with it. I had a friend who helped me sell the properties. You know, in the last three or four years, my two teenagers have grossed about $150,000 in profits. Now, they didn't get all of that, but um, all by sending simple, ugly letters and postcards, sending them ridiculous low offers and putting them out there. And we've been selling them very quickly, very easily. When you compare it to houses, so much easier than um, than houses selling vacant land. So it's a great way to generate cash now and cash flow, piles of cash and streams of cash. So we have been talking a lot about land investing lately. We got a good guest on today, PJ Riley, and we're going to talk about it here. All right. So there's a jet flying right overhead. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I should bring on PJ. Anyway, PJ, how are you? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear, man. That's a that's a nice sound of jet too. You could hear it, huh? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Normally this is not is really good about it's not that. overwhelming. If my dogs start barking, I mean I'll have to apologize <laughs> for that. Too, so don't sweat. All right. So PJ, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I put out a post on Facebook the other day saying, Hey, I'm looking for guys and ladies that are doing land deals and would like to talk about their business and what they're doing. And somebody recommended you. I we sent each other a few messages back and forth, and here you are. And I want to talk about vacant land and what it is that you're working on. What are you doing? How'd you get started in the business? What does your business look like today? All that good stuff. Are you ready to be asked Absolutely, a ton of questions? Yeah. I love talking about the dirt game, Joe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what were you doing before you got into real estate? Yeah. So gosh, prayer. I mean, I, I can go a little bit further back. You know, I grew up in the military. My dad was in the military. We, we moved all over the country, uh, landed in Denver, Colorado, All right. where I went to high school and then went to, man, that looks good. That's a good looking hat there. It is, isn't it? Yeah, that looks solid. So you went to high school in in Denver, uh, ended up going to college in Colorado as well. Got out of college and high school with the bare minimum they allow you to graduate with, a 2.0. So, um, you know, so I'm not bringing any um, mega level of intelligence into the land business. So, you know, from there, I mean, I had a, my, my girlfriend at the time and now my current wife, we had a, we had a child in college. So okay. we were 21-ish, you know, didn't exactly start on the right foot, had to go and flip pizzas for a bit and uh, to, to make money. We did that, ran through a multitude of businesses. I did, uh, so I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur, I guess you would say. I did insurance. I did um, personal training. We tried to, we, we made a company where we tried to put credit card readers into police cars. And that really? actually kind of went, it started to go in the right direction. You know, we thought guy gets pulled over, you know, he gets the, uh, he gets the speeding ticket and he can just run his card right there. So I'm, I'm thinking outside of the box, right? We're thinking about all these crazy That's ideas. That's pretty cool. I like it. Right. I thought it was too. You know, no one really bit on it. So uh, hence we're here talking about land and not uh, credit card readers and police cars. So 
kind of bounced around a bunch, did direct sales. I was a professional kickboxer for a while. Cool. Lots of different things, you know, just that, uh, just trying to get to the, I guess, whatever level I, I thought I could get to. So one day I'm at work, a guy says, Hey man, you should invest in Detroit, right? Detroit's the place to be. What year was this? How long ago? This is seven years ago, seven years ago uh, in January. So 2015. 2015. This guy says, dude, you got to invest in Detroit. That's the place to be. You can buy a house for a dollar there. And I'm like, real estate? I have no idea. I have zero real estate experience, no idea what I'm doing. So I go on you know, the place you go to find any sort of information about yeah. anything, right? Yeah. But I fix your toilets. You got to fix, you know, turn a wrench somewhere. You go to YouTube, right? So I go to YouTube. I look up Detroit. I'm like going through it. And I realize there's no way I'm going to be buying and selling real estate in Detroit. Yeah. What had happened was I had done direct sales and I had about 11 or I had $1,200 in an envelope underneath my bed, right? So this is the money I'm working with, 1200 bucks. So Detroit's not going to work out. Now, through the course of these videos, there's a guy talking about land. He says, yeah, you can, uh, you can buy and sell land and, and sell it and uh, you know, can make a lot of money doing that. So I thought, that's awesome. So I got about halfway through the video. I stopped, like I do with pretty much everything. And uh, I went on Zillow, right? So I went on Zillow and I found a guy who had, he was selling two lots in just two hours south of me in Pueblo, Colorado. Okay. They were uh, $1,100 each. I got 1200 bucks in an envelope in my pocket, in my, in my bedroom. So I'm excited about this. So I say, all right, I got halfway through this guy's tutorial video. And he said, you got to lowball these guys. You got to tell them like, you don't pay retail price. So I said, cool. It's like, hey, dude, would you uh, would you take eleven hundred dollars for both of your properties? Okay. And I was like, there's no way this this guy's gonna be like, you're an idiot, get out of here. No, he goes, yes. And so I was like, oh, all was right. So a, was this a land investor you were buying them from, or just um, land owner? Who knows? It was some guy that owned. He was in New York. He owned, uh, you know, the, just those two properties. That's all he had. But he said yes, and so oh. I was kind of blown away. So I was like, so what do we do now? And he goes, well, don't sweat it. I'll get the deed. I'll just, you send me the check. I'll, I'll, I'll do all the deed and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I said, all right. So we get, the whole process is done. I go back to the video. I'm like, I'm going to kind of learn the rest of this stuff. <laughs> like send out letters, right? And you got to send out letters. So I yeah. started sending out these handwritten postcards and uh, dude, they were terrible. They were just, they were handwritten. I had one guy respond to it and, and he said, uh, yeah, I received your childlike postcard today in the mail. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to get better at this. So, you know, progressively got better, uh, started sending out better and better postcards. I believe we were using click to mail back then, just better, better font. Yeah. Yeah. Setting out better, better, better postcards more often, uh, kind of progressed from there. And kind of that's where we're at now. So what'd you do with those two properties in near Pueblo? Sure. So I put them on, I didn't know, I didn't know how to market anything. So I figured Craigslist would probably be your best option. So I put the, I put them on Craigslist, sold them both within about, I want to say it was a week or two weeks. Wow. Uh, for how much? 1500 bucks. So these are 550 a piece. I sold them for 1500 bucks a piece. Nice. I mean, you work, where else could I, could you get that kind of return? Right. Yeah. Almost three times my money. And it was done within two weeks. So I was like, dude, I think I got something here. I think this might, this might actually work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then what you started, did you buy somebody's course? Just kept on watching videos. What'd you do? Yeah. So I, I give it another year, you know, I was doing kind of everything on my own. <clears throat> then I did, but I did buy a course, you know, I, I bought a, uh, just a, a video course, had the book attached to it, you know, and I kind of went over that. That helped quite a bit, but I will say the year of experience previously helped a lot more, you know, mm -hmm. the trial and error failing, getting people make funnier letters, dude. That's like, 
man, I was like, really? I, I wrote that thing myself. I thought about all the, you know, what I would say. You think that's a childlike letter? So, you know, it's just, um, it was learning it, learning the game as I went. I felt like it was the, it was better than the actual paper course. Now, yeah. a mentor is completely different. That would have been incredibly helpful had I had somebody to bounce ideas off of early in the game. All right. So then th- about 2015, 2016, what are you doing at that time? You're just getting started in land investing. Did you have other source of income? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a job. I had a day job. Right. Worked in communications. All right. So what was it like that first year? How many deals did you do and what kind of deals were you uh, doing? To the, the first year, I think we did maybe eight to 10 deals. Nothing crazy. <clears throat> there were no Facebook pages then too. There wasn't a, a group. There wasn't anything to um, compare yourself to. Okay. So, and if there were, they were very elementary. You know, they were just beginners doing everything. So the deals were really small. I didn't, I felt guilty almost asking for too much money. So I would say, hey, I mean, I was selling on financing almost immediately. So I would sell. So interesting. Yeah. So it was almost instantly, that was part of the video, right? It was to sell on financing. So it was, I would sell for maybe a hundred bucks a month you know, for the duration of whatever the property was, whatever I was selling it for. So it takes you a long time to get anywhere at a hundred bucks a month. Sure. That first year, maybe 10 deals. And then we progressively doubled almost every year to where we're at now, seven years later, where we're doing, I think we've done, I've done a total of maybe 400 or so land deals. Nice. At this point. And are you, have you sold them on financing, all of them on owner financing? It's about 90, 10. About 90% financing, 10% cash sales. Nice. It's, you know, I mean, you, you understand financing. It's much easier to sell on financing. You know, okay. you, got, you buy a, pro- a property for five grand. You sell it to this guy for 15, three times your money, right? He can't afford 15,000 bucks. You know, he lives in rural Arkansas. You know, he just wants that property so bad. He's always wanted this thing. Uh-huh. You know, he's telling all his buddies, dude, I'm going to go out and buy this property and it's going to be great. We're all going to hunt, camp, and fish out there. It's going to be amazing. He can't come up with 15 grand though. That's his only problem. Yeah. So we make it easy by doing it for, let's say, 300 bucks a month for 50 months. And most people, I don't want to say anybody, most people can do that. So he gets a, he gets the property he's always wanted. This is his dream to have this just land out there in the middle of nowhere. He gets that. I get my return and everybody's happy. Have you ever had a property that you couldn't sell? No. Isn't that crazy? No. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a couple I, well, there's one I, I'm dealing with right now and I sold it. And then I actually had to give the person her money back. And here's why. So I, I bought this six acre property. I was pretty excited about it. Beautiful area, highway right next to it. Right. It ran right along this big, it was technical highway. It's a two lane road, a uh, rural area, just beautiful property. And then this, the state tells me we're putting a highway directly through the middle of your property. No way. So yeah, the previous owner had really, the guy who sold it to me never said anything about that. So, man, you know, some you win some you lose some so Did the state uh, pay you well that's that's the thing so i gave this this lady her money back the this the buyer um and then the state now we're kind of going back and forth we're like we're going to send an assessor out we're going to give you a check but we're not sure what it's going to be yet so it's a uh we're still kind of up in the air on okay. the actual price that i'm going to get but they're going to pay me for whatever they've done out there yeah yeah so you how many notes do you currently have right now mm-hmm. active and about what's your approximate monthly cash flow if you don't mind me asking sure uh, I usually have about 70 notes running at a time. Okay. So 70 notes and you got to keep that, that machine moving because oh yeah, the notes don't last forever. You know, if they're a five, five year note, you know, at that point, now you don't get that cash flow anymore. You got to put that back into something else. Mm-hmm. So have about 70 ish going right now, probably bringing about, 
let's say about 15, let's say 10 to 15, about 15,000 a month on, on just the notes. I haven't had a, I had a cash sale. haven't had one in the, the past month. So we'll get about 15,000 this month, just on notes. And so how many do you, are you buying on average uh, every mm, month? Uh, let's say five, maybe right. five properties a month. And that's, that's typical. That's been what it's been like the whole time. You know, it's a pretty steady flow of properties. I send out a lot of letters every month now. About how many letters do you send? About 10,000. Nice. So 2,500 every Monday go out. Um, you know, I've researched that, that county or that community, you know, over the weekend or previously to, to sending them all out. I have certain areas that I hit regularly. So I'll have a list of all these, you know, areas that I like to buy land. And I'll go back to that land, that area, maybe every eight months. I don't want to over overdo it because then you start to just irritate everybody there. But I'll, I'll try to have kind of like a, a regular area and then I'll test out new areas every now and again. So what parts of the country, you don't have to be specific if you don't want, but what parts of the country secret. do you like? It's a secret, Joe. I can never tell you that. Central Midwest. <laughs> yeah, right. Central no, it's um, desert squares. No, I'm just kidding. I initially started with the desert squares, but now it's, I'd say center of the country. That yeah. middle part of the country, um, lots of trees, lots of green. I like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Colorado, Wyoming. Yeah. I like that center part of the country. I also like the Southeast. So I like Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. Those are great states too. I still will buy in the usuals, you know, the Costilla counties, New Mexico, Arizona. Uh, the only state I won't do is California ever again. Why is that? It was just, it was a nightmare buying and selling and recording deeds, dealing with the county. I, oh, okay. So my, I bought 20 properties from a guy in California. I bought 20 properties for $20,000. And I thought, dude, smoking deal, right? We went to record the deeds. They kept returning the deeds. And I'm, I'm using a California deed template to do this. So I thought, this is bizarre. I mean, how is this not working? And every single time it was a different error. I don't know if I was getting a different employee. And this is 20 different properties in maybe six different counties. It wow. was nonstop issues. So I was like, okay, I'll buy and sell these. And I just won't work there anymore. So it's okay. pretty simple. There's plenty of other places to work. Uh, yeah, so sure. just a lot of headaches. And I don't want to deal with that. It was all snail mail de- deeds. You couldn't do anything through uh, electronic deeds. Uh, you know, simply file things like that. Are you are you um, self closing your deals, or do you use a title company to help you with that? Yeah, self close everything. Uh, I use a title company every now and again, but um, I don't have a good uh, success rate with title companies either. I've had to correct a lot of their deeds. Yeah, and, and that's actually a very consistent thing. I've, really? I've had to go in and fix things and show them, hey, you know, you gotta you messed up here, guys. I'm using you because I need. I want a professional. You know, I want my customer to see a professional company doing a deed. You know, yeah. doing a closing. And then you go and screw it up. So I just, for the vast majority of them, I'll do them myself. Anything too high, I will work with a title company because a lot of the people who you know come in with $30,000 or more want a title company. They want to ensure their money's safe. All right, cool. What kind of properties are you looking for? What's some of your criteria? Oh yeah, I love uh, anywhere between five and 40 acres is okay. kind of the bread and butter. I like a property that has roads. You know, road access is, it's not essential, but it's a, it's very high on the list. Sure. So I'll do anything between five and 40. I like trees uh, or some sort of something aesthetic. You know, if there's a lake nearby, if there's mountains in the distance, you know, something that you can, where you can go out to that property, take pictures of it. And it's somehow appealing. You know, a lot of the properties in the desert area, you'll take it and it's, there's not even a mountain in the background, you know. There's just nothing there. So I want something somewhere close, maybe even like a, a landmark close by that I can include in the ad to sell yeah. these properties, to make it more appealing. 
Okay. It sounds like you're pretty selective. If you're sending about 2,500 postcards a week and you're buying about five, so 10,000 postcards or letters rather uh, a month, and you're buying about five a month, you're buying about one property every 2,000 letters. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you're you're definitely more selective about the properties that you buy? Because yeah. some people you know, will buy a lot more than that, right? They'll buy one property every 1,000 letters, but you're buying one out of every 2,000 or something. Yeah. Are you more selective with your what you buy then? You know, I think it's it's got to be a combination of a few things. There there might be a few more people doing what I'm doing nowadays. So there there is a few more people doing what I'm doing. So that's going to cut into your your percentages. I am definitely more selective though. I, I've gotten a few lately that that don't have access, and maybe they have a gate where the you know the the person who owns the gate is refusing to let me pass. So I, I'm just not really going to deal with all that that because. If you can't get to a property, you just can't get to it. And it's yeah. and nobody wants to buy that. And I don't want to be the guy who's selling properties to people that are not necessarily junk, but they'll never be able to use them. I want, I want that constant. I want reviews. I want feedback from people that are like, yeah, man, this guy sold me a great property. I had road access. We drive the kids out there every, you know, every summer. It's awesome. I don't want them to be like, yeah, we got some guy pulled a shotgun on us out at, the, at yeah. this property. So yeah, I got to be a little more selective. So whether it's physical access issues or title issues, you run into those quite a bit too. I'll do a title research, my, uh, a title search myself, and then I'll find, you know, this, you'll, you'll find the seller wants to sell the property because they've been paying taxes for 30 years, but they, they don't own the property and they've never owned the property. So for some reason, they just keep getting this tax bill from the county. So they're really? under the assumption they own the property. That happens actually a lot. Oh, I've never run into that. What about HOAs? You know, will you buy a property in an HOA and is there certain HOAs and certain restrictions where you won't? Sometimes, yes. If the, I'm, you have to research those HOAs immediately. Like right when I get a, a, a offer back on a property, I'll look at the HOA. If, if the price is too high, some of these guys are charging like 200 bucks a month for vacant land with no utilities. You know, there's absolutely nothing they're providing. So I will not buy those. I would buy if it was small, let's say 10 bucks a month, no big deal. If it has road access, it's a great property. I'm I'm gonna buy that one. If the HOA has too many rules and regulations, I won't buy. Like almost everybody in the in rural areas, one of their first questions is, "Can I put a mobile home on it?" That's a, that's a very common, normal question. A lot of HOAs don't allow that. You know, they want single family homes only. So that wouldn't, you know, for my typical buyer, that's not going to work out. Well, I've been running across some of these lately. It's an HOA that says you can only camp there by permit only, or you can only camp. Mm-hmm. 30 days out of the year. Uh, you can have a mobile home there, but you have to, it has to be on a foundation. So like, what, what about something like that? That would be perfect. I would, I would take that 10 times out of 10. You, that would be a good HOA. Absolutely. Good. And, and the HOA dues are only like 250 bucks a year. Oh yeah. I would take that every day. Nice. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can camp there, so a lot of the HOAs will say there's absolutely no camping. I mean, zero camping at all. And some of these areas are beautiful. You know, they, they just, there's places people want to go to camp. So if they allow you to camp at all, I would 100% take it. Uh, okay. And you can build and put a mobile there. Oh yeah, that's a win, man. Nice. All right. What, all right, part, all right. Of the, uh, what part of the state or country is that, you know? Uh, Northern of- California. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, don't your, I don't, you don't have to tell me your, your secrets. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, so you're sending out blind offers mainly. That's your letters. Yeah. So I... I mean, I do the process that probably a lot of people are doing right now. I get a list. I find a, a list. I use DataTree to get my list. I take that list and I send it to the, the virtual assistants. We have virtual assistants that we work with. And uh, send the, the virtual assistants send the letter to the letter printing company. 
with all the data. They send everything out and it comes back to me. We use Pat Live to take in the calls. And uh, at that point, you know, I will take whatever calls come back that are look positive. Okay. How do you calculate your offers? Or how do so you figure I'll, what the, the values are worth? Yeah. So one of the, one of the, the good things I use is, is uh, websites like Land and Farm, um, uh, Land, Land Watch is probably the best one, I think, because you're looking for the largest uh, selection of, of uh, competing properties or like properties, right? And you can get them on those sites. So I'll take them, I'll price the properties low to high, right? Let's say I take a four to six acre property in, we'll use Costilla County, Colorado, because it's so common for the land investor. Uh, four to six acres, Costilla County, price it low to high. So I will take the bottom five of, of those properties and I'll average them out and offer a third of that. So the bottom cash prices, typically, what are you paying on there? Maybe 3000 bucks. So are, offer, are you looking at the active listings or the sold listings? It's a combination of active. So, so on Landwatch, there's certain criteria. I take sold, active, under contract, and the other one is, gosh, I can't remember what the other one is. It's basically people like us selling land. Yeah. That is the big category. I can't remember the term of it, but I'm sure we'll figure it out at the end. I'll take every all of them and add that all in together. So um, you'll you're looking for let's say two to four acres in this certain area, mm-hmm. and you'll sort it from low to high. Yep, lowest price to highest price. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to mess with a high price. So it's low at the top, high at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then you take the low. You take the lowest five at the top five, or the the most expensive five. The cheapest five. The cheapest, cheapest five, five properties that, that I can see on there. I'll take those and I'll average them out. And then offer a third of that. Okay, uh, and that's what'll be my price. Uh, and once you figure out the price for a certain area, I get a lot of offers, a lot of land offers, just due to the the amount of properties I own. And yeah, you know, I'm sure you're getting the same thing. So I can see kind of what people are offering. So that helps a lot too. Once you've huh. kind of accumulated a few more properties, you can start to realize, well, I mean, my average is here, but everyone's offering a little bit higher than that. So maybe we should bump it up just a little bit you know, just to compete with everybody else. Have you ever tried sending a neutral letter? Just, Hey, do you want to sell your lot? Give me a call. Have you ever tried that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, I didn't like that at all. You have to be able to, um, you have to be a good on the phone salesperson to be able to deal with that. I was not that. So I did it and and it, I've done it for, I did it for a while. Um, you just dealt with a lot of people saying, you know, my five acre property in Costilla County is worth $5 million. And you're this and that if you don't want to accept that. So you have to actually deal with that. I didn't like that at all. I I just stopped doing that altogether. All right, cool. Talk about the follow-up, PJ. Do you send a lot of follow-up to people that, you know, initially respond to your offer, but then reject it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If there's somebody who has said, I mean, it's very rare that we don't close on someone who says, yes, I want to buy. I want to sell it. It's it's almost never. Uh, Usually if they say, yeah, I want to... I want to sell my property. You offered five. What about six? Almost instantly, I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's go. I'm I'm definitely more for speed. I'd rather have the quick nickel than the slow dime. I guess I, I kind of want speed. I want this thing to go a lot faster. So let's get rid of any sort of debate. Let's not go back and forth. You know, no. What about five? You know, fifty five hundred. What about fifty seven fifty? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to nickel and dime these guys. I want to make this quick and as simple for them as possible. Nice. Right. So typically. Yeah, we don't have, typically, I don't have a lot of people to follow up with. You know, they either say yes, or I get a voicemail or a Pat Live message full of F-bombs. And, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna, 
all these bad things. I actually had a lady the other day tell me her husband was going to come over and break my kneecaps. Wow. And, and to take it seriously, uh, cause, cause he's coming and he hasn't shown up yet. It's been you know a month, <laughs> month or so. I'm still waiting. Um, all right. So are you, are you doing this full time now? Or are you still working or I, st- I still work? Yeah. Right now. So what I like to do is put as much money as humanly possible back into the, the business itself. You know, we got kids going into college, competitive sports, things like that. Everything in life is pretty expensive right now. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure you understand how it is. So I, almost, I'd say 80% of the income in land comes back, goes back into the business without even blinking. You know, we give ourselves uh, a decent amount uh, of, of money, but the, yeah. the vast majority goes back into the business and it's, it's working. That's when you send out 10,000 letters a month, that's 5,000 just on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a significant amount of money just in the letters. That doesn't count for the purchase of the property, you know, all your VAs, um, different yeah. uh, data sources, things like that, you know. Could you quit your job if you wanted to? Oh, and yeah. if you did, would you make enough so- to support yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing 15 grand a month. <laughs> that's like, that's I could definitely do it. Yeah, and you could even maybe ramp that up. Mm-hmm. Don't you think if you had more time to devote to it? Absolutely, yeah. Time is a huge factor. I, it's, it's, I, I would say I spend maybe let's say 20 hours a week in, in vacant land, buying and selling land. 20 hours that, a week? About 20, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's research, that's, um, and, and I, I'd say that sounds low, right? That sounds low for a job that makes you, right, business that makes you 15 grand a month. I mean, most people would be like, how can I make 15 grand a month working 20 hours, right? But it's, uh, it takes time to, to get to that level. Like right now, I already have the data sources. I know exactly where to go. You know, I, I can make it much faster. Than I, than I did when I initially started. Hmm. All right. Um, I wanted to ask you about a couple things else here. Um, sure. Due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. You really don't do your due diligence until after the seller has accepted your offer. So what, what's involved with due diligence for you? Whether, <clears throat> what do you look at again? I know you talked about this a little bit already, but what are you looking at to see or to decide whether you're, if you're going to buy it or not? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll check county records. A lot of times that stuff's online. Uh, I'm a, some of them, you have to be a, a member of whatever state that is, you know, let's say for example, Oklahoma has their, all their deeds online. As long as you're a member of that, that website, you can search everything in that state, uh, for like 10 bucks a month or something. And so I'll do that. I'll do, I'll check all tight, uh, chain of history or chain of title. Okay. And I will check everything easements, deeds, uh, look it up in every different possible way. Uh, to determine that's the property that I'm buying. Other than that, I, I will send somebody out. You know, in certain areas, we have we have guys on the ground that will go out and they'll take pictures of the property. They'll say, hey, there's a gate, you know, you can't get past it. Or we'll have a boots on the ground type person. They'll be able to determine a lot of things that you can't really see from Google Maps or from the county assessor's GIS maps. So I'll send a guy out there. They'll run around, look at it. Yeah, hey, man, did you know there's a giant trash pile and a, and a meth lab next to your house, your property. You're like, ah, so let's not get that one. Right. Will they take pictures for you too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, I find those guys on Facebook marketplace a lot. So Do the you? same, oh yeah. So the, the same Facebook group, buy sell group that I'm selling these properties on prior to even putting the property online, I'll throw out there a, uh, you know, Hey, anybody want to stop by? I'll pay you a hundred bucks. Um, you know, take 12 to 15 pictures, video, um, let me know any issues that you see about the property. And it's like a feeding frenzy. How much do you people offer to pay? 50 to 100 bucks. 
Fifty. So, okay. <laughs> what what face different? What kinds of Facebook groups are you putting these in? Are you putting them in like the local mm-hmm. community groups that are in that area? Yeah, yeah. All the the buy. So the buy sell groups, like yeah, you okay. know, those buy sell groups are they're awesome because their people are watching those things all day long. Uh, and if you say if your title is something like you know hundred bucks want to make a hundred bucks or, you know, a lot of these guys live in the neighborhood. So if it's a really rural neighborhood, let's say in Arkansas somewhere, they're the only guy available. You know, you're not going to call like a a photographer or something like that. No, people aren't going to drive out to that area to get your pictures for you anyway. So you got to get hold of these local guys or girls and they'll go out, take pictures. uh, You know, they'll tell you what the neighborhood is like, you know, um, it's just great to have those people like those boots on the ground and I can do it for, you know, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. I'll Venmo them the money too instantly. How do you find those local buy, sell groups, buy, sell trade groups? Yeah. So, um, so ha- I will just search, just search on Facebook. All right. Take so you- a random County, you okay. know, Costilla County, Colorado. I will search Costilla County, buy, sell, trade, buy, sell. I, I just found it right here. Market, I looked yeah. at my County I'm working on in Northern California. I just put in their County and there's a group right there, 11,000 members. Perfect. And that's, that's a good number of people. So 11,000 people are going to see you offering a job, you know, for whatever amount for, oh you know, gosh. 50 bucks to drive down the road and take pictures of that property down there. Oh yeah. I'll do that right now. Heck I might do that. You know, someone's, someone asked me to go take pictures of my neighbor's house. I'm going to do it for hundred bucks. This is active too. I mean, just within hours, people are posting things to sell. Nice. Yeah. Great resource, man. Why haven't I ever thought, I do that for houses, but I've never thought about doing that for land. (laughs) Dang. Oh yeah. All right. So interesting. And there's another one also, it's not as big, but another one with 515 members. All right. So you'll find people that will take pictures, inspect the property and look at it. Do you ever use a local realtor if it's a big enough property? Um, I have used realtors before, like local realtors. uh, And Actually, I've met them all on Facebook. You know, the, the ones that I uh, have used, I've met just through buy, sell. They, you know, I'll put a property up and they'll say, hey, man, I'm a local realtor. If you ever need any help, just shoot me a message. And so that's, I'll kind of develop a relationship with them. Just a couple of messages back and forth. Yeah, man, you know, come. can I use you for the future if, if I need to use a realtor? And then that's kind of how that relationship will develop. I got one guy, man, he was a realtor. This guy gets on a four-wheeler and he'll go out to the most rural dirt road properties in the middle of nowhere for me and take great pictures, do four wow. corners GPS. He puts up blue ribbons on the corner, on the trees of, of all four corners. So you're going to find some really cool people if you just get yourself out there and look for them. Now you don't have a problem joining these groups. Do you, do you tell them? Cause like this one, I just looked at, it's asking me what part of the County do you live in? Sure. What, what yeah. do you say? So I say, I tell them flat out, I live in Denver, but I own a property in, I don't know, you're Northern California, Modoc County, and, I'm, and I really got to sell it. Is there any way I can be a part of the group? And 100% of the time, they let me in. You're just honest with them about it. Yeah, absolutely. Or I just say, you know, I live, I don't live clo- close by, but I own, you know, two, three properties in this town. Immediately, they know who you are and they, they, or they know of that area. And if you own property there, you're good to go. Oh, look, I, I didn't even answer the question. I just clicked <laughs> out of it and it let me, I'm in the group. It, it yeah. joined me. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot easier than you might think. I mean, I think a lot of those questions, when people see those questions, they get nervous. Yeah. Like they're going to get in trouble with the Facebook police and they're going to, and they disappear. But I mean, it's it's good business though, too. It's not like you're going in there 
doing anything strange. You're going in there to help the community. Hell, you're offering a job right now for 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Take pictures. You, you know how uh, there. you can see who's members of the group and you can, it'll show you who your friends are that are in yeah. the group. Yep. I'm seeing some I know you're say. land investor friends of mine that are in yep. this county buy sell yeah. uh, group. Oh, yeah. Like, how do I have 34 friends in the middle of Arizona? Yeah. In the Arizona desert. Like, I don't know anybody out there. That's but crazy. Yeah, that what a great idea. Like I, I, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to be texting my assistant because awesome. we just spent way too much money getting somebody to take photos in one area. And I was just so busy. I said, I don't care how much it costs. Just do it and get it done. Yeah. We could have saved a lot of money doing this. Yeah. Um, and on the ads I put in there that, you know, I can have you, I can pay you in, you know, right away. Immediately yeah. when I get the pictures, I'll pay you right away. So there's no weird, you know, who's this guy? I'm going to go out there and do all this work for him. He's never going to yeah. pay me. So uh, yeah, let them know right away and, and then and then follow up, immediately pay them and yeah. then ask them for a review. Maybe say, hey, can you go back on there and say he was legit. He paid me right away and, and everybody's happy. Do you, do you advertise your properties on there too? I sell 90% on Facebook. Facebook groups? Facebook groups and marketplace. Yeah. And marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you do is you go in there, you put it on a group. And then because you're members of so many different groups, you just check all those little boxes and, as well as marketplace. And you're just, it just okay, puts your, okay. your property out there. Excellent. Good. You, do you put it on the uh, land.com websites? No. I was a member of those a long time ago and um, I got good leads, but Facebook was so much better. And then they bumped the the prices up. I think it was like $500 a month for, I don't even remember what it was, but it, it wasn't even close to worth $500 a month. And I can't remember. I was pretty new even then. Uh, but the, the prices weren't, weren't worth the the returns I was getting on those those sites. So yeah. Facebook, I mean... It's easy. And you get a buyer's list after a while, you know, after some time you, you find people, they're like, you know, Hey man, I'm sorry, the property sold, but Hey, if you get on this buyer's list, I will get you the properties before I even put them on Facebook. You know, I'll send them to you first. Yeah. So, so many people are like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Cool. A lot of people wonder about how am I going to get the money to buy these deals? Right. So I'm doing Mm -hmm. the direct mail. I'm going to have to, do I use my own money or what do you, so what have you done and how have you overcome that? Do you use your own cash? Do you borrow money, private money? What do you do? Yeah, it's all my own money. So especially in the first few years, I just reinvested a hundred percent of the money. So I wasn't, that's what took me a little bit longer. You know, I don't have a rich uncle. I didn't come out of college with a, you know, some fancy degree that got me an amazing job and I saved 250,000 bucks. You know, dude, I was working for the state, you know, I was making 40 grand a year. Yeah. It wasn't like I was kicking ass at the beginning. So I had to just, it was a slow churn, just constant reinvest, constantly reinvest, constantly reinvest. After about three years, uh, we got a HELOC on the house. And so we started using that. So I started using my home equity line of credit to, to buy more and more and more. And we didn't go crazy on that, yeah. uh, but it did. It absolutely opened up a new, uh, new source of, of money to, to buy more land. Cool. Somebody's asking here real quick. Uh, yeah. Sharon is what, when you're looking for a new County to go into, what are some of the criteria you look for to see if you're going to market and send letters? Sure. I'd say immediately. The first thing I do when I think of a new, let's, let's, let's go with state bigger first and then we'll work down to County. I'll take a state and I'll look at it overhead and I'll look at it on Google maps. I'll look for the areas that have trees. Yeah. Right. And I'll yeah. look for the cities and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of move outside of the cities. Uh-huh. So if there's an area outside of the cities that has nice, a nice, a bunch of trees, it's green. Yep. We'll start, we'll zoom in there. Okay. Now we have our area. What county, what is, what county is this? You go to the county map, you find out what county that is. Then from there you find out, okay, this is a beautiful county, lots of trees. 
how many five acre properties are in this area. That's where I'll start to work it down. I'll okay. go to Landwash, Land and Farm. What do five acre properties cost in this area? You know, it's simply just an aesthetic start. You know, I look at what I, where I would want to go if I was yeah. buying land. You know, I just look overhead. There it is. I want to go there. Okay, what does that area look like? You know, what are the the criteria? How much does this land cost in this area? And then just work from there. Nice. PJ, we got to wrap it up here. This yeah, has been good. really, really good. How can people get a hold of you? Do you have a website that people can go to or social sure. media? Yeah, Facebook's probably the best place. I get a lot of messages on Facebook. Uh, we're on uh, Patreon. I'm on Instagram. The website is wholesalelandusa.com. Nice. That's where I sell the properties. Wholesalelandusa.com? Yeah, and I can, I'll can. i text you all. I'll send you all that info. Okay, very cool. Are you ever looking for, you know, if somebody has a deal, they want to partner with you on a deal, do you ever partner with people? Absolutely. Yeah, that that is becoming the biggest concern right now is we're getting bigger deals and better deals. And financing is always an issue. You know, it's always like, okay, I have this. Anybody want to be a part of this? So if anybody wants to, you know, do deals with me, partner, or even just talk shop, man, hit me up on right. Facebook and we can we can get started. Wholesale Land USA. Dot com, right? Yeah. And, you know, my name's under there, PJ Rally. Hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, YouTube, really anything. I'll, uh, let's hang out. All right. This has been good. I'm, I wish we could talk more. Absolutely. But uh, I've got, I got a hard stop here. PJ, thank you so much, man. We'll talk soon. Hopefully meet us someday in person. Absolutely. Joe, I had a great time. Thanks, man. All right. Bless you. See you. Bye-bye. Right, take care. Thank you, everybody. 